All right. So welcome back to another uh, episode of Real Talk. And today we're talking about rewards and recognition as a part of your overall culture strategy. And so uh, I think that a good place to start is to talk about your overall strategy on on developing an awards and recognition program. And well, let's talk first about uh, some programs that you've come across in the past that you found to be successful. And maybe let's talk about some that have been uh, not so successful. So um, uh, let's see, who'd like to start us off? You sound like you're talking to us in a training session, Keith. So I would say most companies probably aren't successful with rewards and recognition. This is why people don't get recognized as much, right? And this is an area of opportunity for most organizations, Keith and Michelle, are that we don't recognize team members as much as we should. It's so easy to criticize. Sure, there's been systems out there and large organizations create a service anniversary platform to recognize their employees for their years of service. And, you know, some leaders do this well because they just have a passion for rewarding. But is there an organization that we know of that like all encompassing does this well at every level with every person? I don't know. I don't know that there is. And I don't know that there needs to be a a stride for perfection. But I think the key to a effective awards and recognition program, I think the number one key is consistency. Because I think that where organizations fail at this is they try to roll out a program that that they'll have no hope of keeping up with. And so after they've they've made an effort and tried to deliver it, they either stop entirely or they scale back, which you know, you have to look at that from the employee's perspective of why did they start doing this for us and then stopped or why did they cut back on it? What did we do wrong or what what created the lack of commitment in, you know, what they said they were going to do? So I think that when you think about organizations that are excelling at awards and recognitions, it's not necessarily because they're they've got the most elegant awards or they're, you know, they're giving away the most expensive cash bonuses or prizes. It's it's that they are maintaining their program with unwavering consistency. So I would say same thing, Keith. I've seen people come out with these really elaborate programs that really just are a lot. Like I've seen people have, you can type up formal letters. Who has the time to type up formal letters? Or we're going to do X amount of employee recognition weeks and we're going to do something fun every single day of the week. At some point, this becomes too much to keep up with. I think when it comes to culture, one of the things that you can do pretty effectively is something simple tied to cultural wins or tied to some sort of measure. And, and I'll share with you guys an organization that I've worked with in the past, Denny's, has a program that all of it is tied to their six core values, their their entire program. Now, their core values, the great thing is they were broad enough that you do anything good for a customer and you could get this little kind of badge. And and they were actually just post-it notes. They were just simple little post-it notes where somebody would be like, good job or thanks for doing this. And the point was for it to be a very quick note. And it was also to put up on a bulletin board 
so that everybody in the joint got to see the recognition, but you didn't have to necessarily announce it in a, in a meeting or something. So everybody saw that Keith was doing a great job and they were broad enough. You know, there was one around profit. So anything that you did to save costs or reduce costs. I've seen the simplest things show up as the employee's favorite things. I was teaching a leadership class and one person shared what they did in their market and every single person in that class took it home. And it was really ridiculous. It was someone went out and bought like one of those troll dolls. It was like about five inches tall. And the requirement was that whoever was presented the troll doll kept it for a week. And then they had to, on the next week's conference call, they had to say, I'm passing the troll doll to blank because they did blank and then send it to them. So as our listeners know, we used to work for a shipping company and shipping companies probably have tape guns. And we had a district leader paint a tape gun gold. Um, and it was the golden tape gun. And um, he didn't give it out. He had, again, he had them give it to each other based on who was successful. I think it is about, you've got to start somewhere, but you've got to start simply. You know, you got to think about this is, you know, what's going to make the biggest impact? You know, you could get it, you could get a laser engraved, you know, acrylic trophy. And, and, you know, if it's just dropped on somebody's desk or it just shows up one day without any interaction, it's not going to have much impact regardless of how much it costs. But, you know, having that having somebody actually walk up to somebody, and even if it is just a post-it note or a paper certificate and say, I'm recognizing something that you did. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a piece of that, that that goes much further than, you know, a, a tangible piece of junk that really is not, gonna, is not gonna make much of an impact at all. I know a lot of organizations, the first thing they wanna do is they wanna give money, or they wanna give gift cards, and you know, they wanna say thank you with money. And the problem is, is that money has a, it really has an effective negative return. Because if you know you give somebody a cash reward, regardless of the of the how logically you think it through, the truth of the matter is is that today they have this much money. Next week they're getting less. Why are they getting less next week? Because they didn't perform well enough. So I think that there's a place for bonuses, and I think there's a place for things like gift cards. But I think if they're overused or they're used too frequently, then it has a, the, the opposite effect that you're trying to achieve. And that becomes, it becomes more of an expectation. It becomes more of a need than an acknowledgement of, of good behavior or good performance. And then to your point from earlier, the minute for whatever reason, the organization is in a place that they can't financially support monetary rewards anymore, all of a sudden it's a tag. You're taking something away. And you might be telling yourself as a leader, but it was never guaranteed to begin with. Well, it was a thing. It was given and now it's taken. So focusing on the recognition part, I think is really where companies struggle the most. And it's the thing that people just want to hear they're doing a great job and not lip service. And they actually don't want to hear they're doing a great job because I will tell you, every time somebody goes, great job, Michelle, I think to myself, all of the things that I did wrong today. And I was like, what part of today was great when I surfed Facebook or took a two hour lunch or what?
want they want you to be specific, of course, but um, they really just want to hear. Thank you. I appreciate the contribution you make to the department. Yeah, one of the one of the best things I've seen recently, and I know this doesn't apply to every every employee at every organization because not everybody is using the same platform. But one of my favorite things I've been seeing lately are colleagues calling each other out and giving kudos on LinkedIn. And they're, they're, they're putting those kudos things out there and saying, this is what you did well, because not only are you recognizing the person in the context of their role, you're putting that celebration of them out there for everyone that they're connected with outside of work, their potential, you know, employers in the future, if they're, if their growth takes them outside of the organization and it doesn't cost anything, it's a simple acknowledgement. And it's something that it, you know, it takes almost no time to do. But I think it makes a much bigger impact than, you know, some formal, cold, you know, form letter or or award that, you know, gets generated because they've hit a certain metric and somebody pressed a button and it printed it. You know, I think those personal touches are far more important than any sort of formalized program. In fact, if I were to give a piece of advice to, to an organization that was starting, that wanted to start a awards and recognition program, I think my advice would be to have every leader commit to recognizing one person every week and just calling them out for something good they did and start there. So I heard a really good tip, especially maybe you challenge your leaders to do this, um, especially if you haven't done it before in the past. So have them start the day every day with five pennies in their right pocket. They don't get to go home until each penny represents a compliment or a kudos that they give to someone else. And they don't get to go home for the day until all of the pennies are now in the left pocket. So Maria, I would like to thank you for convincing Keith and I to take on this venture with you. Penny in the other pocket. Keith, I would like to thank you for being ridiculously creative and coming up with the best ideas And it doesn't have to be elaborate, but it does have to be specific. By the way, I was thanking my nephew for going to pick up dinner for me um, so that I didn't have to worry about that. So whatever it is, just make it specific enough. That's a, a great way to remind people to do it. Yeah, I think that's critical. I think rewarding your team members and recognizing like everyone's mentioned, like Michelle and Keith mentioned, it's start simple and start start small because so many organizations they try to go big you go big you go home like and it's not in a good way (laughs) they overwhelm themselves you're too high on achieving and you don't realize all the other pieces you have in a day to coordinate so i completely agree i think the other thing that i would like to add is um marie i think on one of the podcasts for the month of march you said something about don't forget your top performers. And this is one of those places where do they need to hear it every day? No. Um, In fact, if you are constantly praising your top performers, some point they feel like it's annoying or condescending because they do a good job anyway. However, I'd like to quote a statistic from two of our favorite authors here. And by the way, guys, we don't get paid for this. Just really is somebody we really respect. Kuzes and Posner, uh, the leadership challenge. And 
they talk a lot about a series of questions that they ask to employees and they were focusing on top performers and they said, so the first question was, do you need recognition to do a good job? And like 96% of them said, nope, sure don't. So people who inherently just come in and bust ass and get stuff done, they don't need you to do it. But then they just changed the question a little bit. And they said, do you appreciate it when your boss recognizes you for a good job? And just like that, 86% of them said yes every single time. And so while they don't need it to do a great job, they do like it. Um, So don't forget to show up for them. Last thing I promise, I oh, rewards and recognition makes me crazy. And I'm going to share a story and I know it drives you crazy. So this is one of my reward, favorite rewards and recognition stories, and it revolves around T-ball. So I actually, for the first time in years, lived in the same state as my family the year my nephew started T-ball and he and his mom lived with me. And so I would go to T-ball practice every single day. I remember showing up for the first practice and the coach was late and I was annoyed. All these little four-year-olds running around the field picking grass because they don't know what else to do. So they're just throwing dirt and rocks and picking grass and stuff. And there's this, there is a man on the field, but he's really nasty. Like he's loud. He screams kind of like I do with my dog. Um, And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to become one of those silly parents. And then about 15 minutes later, this um, kid, I would say he's probably in his mid twenties. He bounds on the floor or bounds onto the, the Keith, what is it called? On the field, that's what it's called. He bounds onto the field and then all of a sudden he starts giving orders. So I look over at my niece and she says, yeah, that's, that's the coach. So the coach was a little bit late. So all of a sudden he pulls everybody together and he starts giving orders. And then we can hear him and he tells each kid, he says, you're going to get three pitches. You're going to hit the ball and you're going to run to first base. That's it. You're going to get three pitches. And he gave them the lineup and they all went in order. And the first couple of kids, my nephew was like second to last. First couple of kids go and he goes, you're going to get three pitches and he pitches. And I'm counting and dude, we're like 26 pitches. And I'm like, I don't know where this kid, this coach was educated. There's a big difference between 26 and three. And he keeps pitches. He's like, you're going to get two more pitches. He keeps pitches four pitches later. He goes, you're going to get one more pitch. He keeps pitching. Kid, kid finally hits it, runs to first base. Next kid is up. So he keeps going at this, right? And after a couple of kids or two, obviously, I realize that what he's doing is he's pitching until they hit it. He tells them three. So by the time he gets to my nephew, he's like, you're going to get three pitches. When you hit it, run to first base, you're done. He throws it. He's like, you got two more pitches. He throws it. My nephew hits it. He runs to first base. And so now it all makes sense why he had the kids going in the order he had, right? Because he had the best kids that needed the last practice at the end. So if he didn't get to him, it was going to be okay. I mean, other than making fun of his math, at that point, you know, we're all done. Everybody's done everything. He pulls them all in. And there's a group of about, there's a group of about 16 kids for all four-year-olds. He literally went kid by kid and celebrated something that they did. So this is my tip for you as it relates to your performers. He celebrated the kid that hit the ball in 26 for hitting such a good shot. 
he celebrated my nephew for hitting it on ball two for hitting such a good shot or hitting such a good ball. They both got celebrated, even though my kid, my nephew hit it after two, the other kid hit it after 26. And he celebrated them both for the same thing because they started at a different skill level and they were both successful, regardless of how many balls it took to get them successful. So even though someone might be a bottom performer and you're like, they're not working as hard as Bobby does, are they working hard? Celebrate them anyway. And then make sure you celebrate Bobby for doing a good job too. What patience that is. Like you have to have patience to work with kids. But no, that's great. Like they both ended up hitting the ball. And I think you bring up a good point, Michelle. Like there are so many times where you do have a low performer, but you also they're still working for your company. So you still want to celebrate the wins to make them feel good when they are doing it right. And that's a lot of the things that I tell leaders all the time is when you're putting people on a performance improvement plan, you need to like literally celebrate the stuff that they're doing right, but also then give them more training and development so that they can keep doing those things right. But it also is helpful for them to like hear that encouragement. But I know there's there's like I'm getting into a specific thing which creates controversial topics, but I think that's important. I th- the outcome is recognizing your team and rewarding positive behavior. Yeah. And I do like that example because, you know, the first thing you think of when we're, well, when I think of a thing like a, like a kid's, like a sports team is like the coach, you know, you, I think of the, the, how the coach like takes the, the team out for ice cream after practice or after, after a game. And then, but this is not that, right. This is, this is that, that interaction that we're talking about. That's so important is that, you're letting them know you're communicating to them that you appreciate their contribution and that you celebrate the successes that they had. And I think that's really what's important. And I get so frustrated when I, when I, when I have this conversation, because the first thing that people want to do is they want to, and and I hear this all the time. They're like, well, we've researched companies that have the best rewards and recognition program. They're like, you know, we, we've looked at what Salesforce is doing. We looked at what Google does. We looked at what Zappos does, right? And it's like, it's like somebody walking onto the Vegas Strip for the first time and thinking they're going to walk away a millionaire, right? And it's not realistic. And sure, keep that goal there, but crawl before you walk, you know, take, take steps to get there. Chances are you're not going to walk into a casino and pull a lever, pull a slot machine and walk out a millionaire you know, on your first try or your hundredth try for that matter. But the, the fact is that, you know, they, they see the shiny object, right? And that's what they're, they think that they're going to grab and they're going to go after it right away. And that's what causes inconsistency. And that's what causes a culture to collapse on itself. Super powerful. So listeners, if you're listening in, leverage our comments here on reward and recognition, because I think it's important. I don't know what more we can say. I'm just going to leave it with a mic drop from Keith. So until next time, everyone, take care.